Super Talk Mississippi Media Production. You're listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Covering Mississippi State sports like nobody else. With Sports Talk Mississippi's Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk of On3 Sports. Powered by Taylor Construction Equipment. Whether you're looking to rent, lease, buy, or for service, contact Taylor Construction Equipment today at taylorconstructionequipment.com or call 662-446-1048. Now get ready for Thunder and Lightning. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Robbie Falk here with you on a Friday morning. Thanks for starting the weekend with us here at supertalk.fm or wherever it is that you get podcasts from. We appreciate all you guys out there, our great listeners, especially our servicemen and women out there taking care of us. I want to thank our sponsors over at Strange Brew Coffee House and Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Start your day the right way with a trip to the drive-thru over at Strange Brew Coffee House here in Starkville or at Brupolo. Over in Tupelo, be a little weird, Robbie, if Brupolo was an Enon. Would be a little weird. Isn't that what you wanted to do yesterday? I was going to, but then I remembered I was supposed to do chicken bone. So, you know, I, I still them. think it's Enon. Well, then fine. Then I just wanted to make sure the good folks of Enon had their moment. So they have it today. There you go. Very good. Wherever you are in our great state, enjoy Strange Brew Coffee each and every morning. It's just a click away at strangebrewcoffeehouse.com. And remember, every time you make a purchase at Strange Brew Coffee House, you can uh, support the Bulldog Initiative, just like you can with our other sponsor here, Pip Printing and Signs. Guys, if you own a business, you are already spending money on printing. You already that is already in your budget. That is, this is. I am not asking you to spend more money or spend money somewhere you weren't planning on doing it. What I'm saying is, wherever you're spending your money on on printing, you could switch it over to a Bulldog-owned business that's going to give 10% of the, every sale you make with them right back to the Bulldog Initiative in your name. That is a great setup for you, for your business. Your business becomes known as a place that supports the Bulldog Initiative. More Bulldog fans want to shop with you. It just can't lose with PIP printing and signs. They've got signage for the outside of your business. They've got all your marketing materials, whatever it is. Give Camden Baker a call, 601-499-5216, to find out what services they can offer you and your business. When you need printing, call PIP PIP today. College Corner and collegecornerstore.com is the place to find the maroon and white merchandise that you are looking for. They have the biggest and best selection of it in central Mississippi. And, folks, it is cold outside. It's going to be rainy, nasty over the next few weeks. That means we're getting close to baseball. The worse the weather is, the closer we are to baseball. So if you need a new pullover, if you need to get something with the M over S, they've got it at College Corner. Two locations to serve you in the Jackson area, Ridgeland by Fleet Feet, Flowood by the Half Shell, or you can always shop online at collegecornerstore.com. Restaurant Tyler is Starkville's flagship restaurant, the place to go for lunch, for dinner, Sunday brunch whenever you are in town this weekend if you're going to be here for basketball you're staying in the evening on a Saturday you're going to wake up Sunday morning after church head over to restaurant Tyler enjoy a great brunch the best in town Robbie and I recommend the Mississippi River Biscuit it's good so it is good it is good next time you're in town for Sunday brunch you definitely want to go to restaurant Tyler 16 Priority One Bank locations throughout Central Mississippi here to serve you 
wherever you are in central Mississippi, there's a Priority One bank location near you, which means you can bank with them and bank with confidence that you've got a bank that's going to provide the small-town service that we all want with the big financial capabilities of a corporate bank. So you get the corporate bank ability without that corporate feel. And that's that's really what everybody's looking for. You want to do business with the people you know, the people you trust. That's why you want to do business with community banks like Priority One Bank. Let Priority One Bank make you their priority. Mississippi State basketball dropped a, uh, a game on Wednesday night to Kentucky, and that that to me isn't the isn't the story because Mississippi State. I, 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 by the way, I was I guess this was one of those things I was aware of, but never really thought about that Mississippi State has never beaten John Calipari in the regular season in basketball. That is a never. That I I I did not know that. It's one of the I knew, I knew, but I didn't know. The only game they won, they probably should have lost the, the SEC tournament game. Yeah, a couple years ago. Yeah. Um, that being said, I didn't think that the loss, you know, going up there and losing was the issue. What I, what I, my issue with Mississippi State basketball is, and what I wanted to talk about to start the show is, I feel like, you know, and this goes back to something we talked about in football too, lack of identity. You know, this team a year ago had an identity, right? You knew what they were when they, they went on the court. They were going to be a team that defended, defended, defended as hard as they could. They were going to make the game as ugly as possible and in doing so give themselves the best chance to win. This team has not been great defensively in conference play. Um, you know, they, they, they gave up 82 points to Alabama, 90 points to Kentucky. Uh, South Carolina shot the ball pretty well against them. Kentucky or Tennessee put up 70-plus on them. Uh, and shot the ball well in the second half. This is not the same team that we saw a year ago. They don't seem to have that same defensive intensity, at least from my vantage point. What do, what do you think, Robbie? Is this a team that's sort of struggling to find that identity that it had a season ago? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, they they still rank really high in defensive efficiency and, and all that stuff. It, it just seems like they've struggled a little bit to – limit these high-powering offenses, which, in fairness, Tennessee, they held them to 22 points in the first half. Uh, it, it wasn't great in the second half. They gave up 50. But you're talking about two, three of the four teams that they've played have three of the best offenses in the country. I, I think that's one thing to consider. These teams are just really good offensively. And Mississippi State's not going to play those teams every single year. So I think it'll even out a little bit. We'll be able to really tell whether or not they're truly defending how they should be or if it's just teams just being significantly better on the offensive side of the ball. And we know South Carolina's better. Mm -hmm. And South Carolina's been shooting the ball much better from three-point range this year. So let's see what they do, you know, when we get further into conference play and things start to settle in a little bit. But, yeah, the last three games especially – outside of that first half against Tennessee, have not been great. They they haven't – one thing the State did really well last year with Chris Jans was they forced teams to play their style of play. They made games ugly. They mm-hmm. forced Alabama out of their pace. Alabama wasn't able to run the, run the ba- basketball like they usually do. Mm-hmm. Their pace of play was significantly slower with what Mississippi State was doing defensively. We're forcing turnovers. They were not allowing them to get good shots off. So we hadn't seen that yet. We didn't see it against Alabama. Alabama played their style of basketball, and they scored 80-plus. Kentucky played their style of basketball. They scored 80-plus. It's just way too many points. 
and people talk about the offense, things like that. You know, State needs better offense, whatever. Well, they have made, made significantly uh, greater improvements on the offensive side of the ball, but if you're allowing that many points, this is not a team that's going to be able to sustain success giving up 80-plus. Yeah. That's just not that's not in the cards for Chris Jan's team, ever. I mean, last year, if you told me State's going to get 74 and 77 points, they're, I think I'd say they're going to win those games. Now, granted, they, did get, they got a lot of garbage time points last night against Kentucky. That 77 is not really indicative of how the game went, but Regardless, you know, defensively, this team they they just aren't the same team as they as they were a season ago, and that's concerning. When you when you talk about you added, you didn't really subtract anything; you just added to this team. Now, one of, obviously one of the issues of this team, I think, is you know the the depth right now is, is a problem with Keyshawn Murphy and Andrew Taylor missing games. With Taylor, I mean, I, I feel like you're almost better off at this point just just saying you know it's time to move on. Uh, yeah. Still support him. Still let him remain in Starville. Still give him the help that he needs. But there's no point in, in every week coming out and having to say he's not here. He's not. At some point, you just have to let the team know. Okay, Andrew's not going to be with us anymore. With Keyshawn, I mean, you're you're getting to that point because it's just a distraction at this point. But man, the, the state could really they could really have used him these past couple of games. They're they're having to go deeper into their bench than they want. I know they don't really want to give Jaquan Scott the minutes that he's getting right now. Those are minutes that would go to Keyshawn Murphy and he would get more minutes than 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 Scott is getting for sure. Which is why I don't really understand why he's upset. I think it goes back to that game in Tupelo where he had, you know, like 18 18 points or whatever he had. He had a tremendous offensive game and I think he sees he can be a valuable contributor, and he can be, but, you know, and I think if you're a basketball player, you know, you see him, if you're Keyshawn Murphy, and you see, hey, look, I'm getting to the bucket, I'm getting buckets, I'm getting points on the board, and then you see Cam Matthews, who, for all the the good stuff he does for this team defensively and rebounding, isn't an offensive threat. I mean, a lot of times teams are playing four on five when, when State's on the offensive end because they don't really have to worry that much about Cam Matthews. I can I, I get where you're coming from for if you're Keyshawn Murphy, but the way to yeah, but Cam does everything. That's my point. The way to to fix that Keyshawn is to do the things that Cam does, and then have your your offensive game as well. Be a better player than Cam Matthews. You can do. He has the talent to do that. I. I've also never understood just you know taking your ball and going home. Yeah. What what is that? I I don't know what that does for. If you're trying to transfer next year, I don't know what that does for your prospects. You, you know what I'm saying? Like someone that left the team in the middle of the season because they were upset with playing time, what does that do for – Coaches are going to question that. Yeah. And so I think what's happened here is he's gotten some advice from people back home, and we've seen this time and time again, a high school coach, a mentor – that thinks they have this player's best interest tells them they're not getting playing time, and you're actually damaging a player's career. Yeah, and I don't understand why these people think they're helping when, in reality, you're hurting a player's prospects. Yeah, you're making it more difficult for him to, if he's wanting to enter the transfer portal next year to find a spot. The, the guys that know they're going to transfer, that stick it out and continue to play hard and things like that, those guys can get can get help. And Chris Jans and, and his coaches here, they're going to tell other coaches the truth when they ask, well, what's going on here? Well, he left in the middle of the season. He wasn't happy with playing time, and he went back home. That That's not going to go over well. And, you know, Keyshawn, in 12 minutes 
Um, and his average, two rebounds. Uh, you know, he has scored five points. So, I mean, when he's gotten in there, he's had some good, some good games. But, I mean, he's just not – there's not a whole lot more that he's doing. So, the guy, Cameron Matthews, is averaging nine points, six rebounds. He has 40 steals on the year. He has 50 assists. Last night, he was – yeah, he was in position to get a triple double. Yeah, last night. So I mean, I agree with you. Like team, I mean, we saw Kentucky sagging off in the paint on him. They were going to let him shoot uh, a three pointer if he wanted to. They didn't care. But everything else he does is just invaluable, and it's hard to imagine Keyshawn taking away a lot of those minutes. Right. But he could be helping Mississippi State right now and picking up. You know. 12, 15 minutes a game, I think. So bringing in Vanderbilt this weekend, I mean, it's scary. Playing Vanderbilt is a scary proposition for every team in the conference right now because your fans and everybody's going to expect you to win and win big. And if you lose that game, it is an absolute anchor on your net ranking. Doesn't help you at all, really. Doesn't help you at all, can only hurt you. It's, it's similar, you know, you remember last year when State was on the bubble and they had to play South Carolina, and we were going through the same discussion of, gosh, if they lose that game, it's probably over. But even if they win, it's going to hurt their net a little bit. Even this win will hurt State's net in some mm-hmm. ways if State's able to beat Vanderbilt. And I keep saying it, and I know it's true, they're not going 0-18 in the conference. They're not. They're going to step up and bite somebody. The pressure is on Mississippi State in this game, which is kind of interesting, right? After four games, maybe you thought you were going to beat South Carolina, but it is tough to win on the road. But losing two out of three to to Tennessee, Kentucky, and Alabama isn't a huge surprise to anyone. I think it's just the way they've played these past couple games. If they had lost these games like 66-58, the way they were losing them a year ago, I don't think anybody's too riled up about it. But when they're giving up 80 and 90 points, that makes you go, what's going on with this team? Because that's not the Chris Jans way. Yeah, and th- those games didn't hurt Mississippi State really at all. If you look at their net, I think oh, they're, what, 30, 34 right now Yeah, in the net, and that's with three losses. So it didn't really hurt, but I kind of look at this new SEC schedule like in pods. Mm-hmm. Like when you when you kind of look at, you know, the games that you have, like four-game pods, and State's in, a, in another four-game pod here. Mm-hmm. And I really think they need to go three and one. I, I'm I'm looking at this Coming Vanderbilt this weekend or the weekend they're current or with with Vanderbilt. Okay, yeah. Vanderbilt, Florida, and Ole Miss. I think Mississippi State needs to win those games. I think you're you're at the spot right now where like you really need to win ball games and start building a resume. And it's hard to say that they like need that, but they do. I mean, they need to win. A couple of road games here. I just don't think they're going to beat Auburn. So I'm, I'm not going to predict them to win that game. But I think those are three winnable games. I think Ole Miss is being exposed a little bit. They're starting to play SEC competition, and they're starting to kind of fall back a little bit. So that's a rivalry game. They really need to take that game, I think. Um, and that would be uh, – should be a quad one game. Can't lose to Vanderbilt, obviously. So right. this is a this is an important stretch right here. It's interesting that you you pick those four games and you say state needs to win two road games, and there's that home game with Auburn that you don't think state can win. And not that I necessarily again necessarily disagree with you, but it is tough to win on the road. But 
after after and if if you really go a step further after this Vanderbilt game, you have I think you have four straight quad one opportunities. I believe Florida is, and then you're Auburn at home, Ole Miss on the road, Alabama on the road. Mm-hmm. Three of after this weekend's game, three of your next four are on the road, and they're all quad ones. You have a chance to you know just get a couple wins. And State's resume took a boost the other day. Uh, Washington State when they beat Arizona. They've climbed into quad one territory for Mississippi State as well. Let me bring the, the net rankings up here just so I can double-check that. So State currently 34th. They only dropped one spot after losing to uh, Kentucky. They are – okay, so they're 1-3 and three in quad one, which means that Washington State has dropped back down again. Where is Washington State? What's their net? Washington – they're 51 and a neutral right site. on the edge. Yeah, they, a neutral site win over them. They have to be. Let I me mean, double check that. Fifty. Out. Yeah. I, I, well, well, let's let's be sure. Let's be sure. It's, it's one through one through thirty. Yeah. At home. Yeah. One through fifty neutral site. Right. One one through seventy five on the road. Right. So, I mean, the state's going to have a ton of quad one opportunities in the SEC play. I mean, a ton. Yeah. And, so and looking at yeah, you know Georgia is climbing. I don't know where their net is right now. I can tell you, uh, that's going to be at home. Though. They're seventy ninth. So okay, you, so that that's not going to be a quad one. No, that game's in Starkville. Yeah. So you have an opportunity, I think, to get it to quad two if can Georgia continues to win some games. You so to me, you got to beat Vanderbilt. Here's the ones you cannot lose to: Vanderbilt, Vanderbilt, Arkansas. Mm-hmm. Missouri, yeah. LSU. Um, LSU, yeah. Those are those are games. I mean, it's in Baton Rouge. It is in Baton Rouge, but I mean, that's not a that's not the fortress that it used to be. That's going to be at worst a quad two. Yeah. I, I don't know where their net is right now, so that wouldn't be LSU is currently ninety one. Okay, so that that's um, that's going to be a quad two. Are we one hundred percent sure? Quad two games on the road, seventy six through one thirty five. Yeah, okay, then we're good. Uh, um, but you can't lose to Arkansas. They're they're uh, dropping like a rock. Um, you can't lose to Vanderbilt. <sighs> What's happened to them, man? Well, they got to win the other night, so that, yeah, that, they almost blew that. They did. They they um, they were they were a, a second away from being zero and four in the conference, which would have been. <laughs> Incredible. So just looking at the, you know, you, you mentioned Vanderbilt. Let's let's just go through these nets and so we can see what we're doing here. Vanderbilt, 244, right? Can't lose that game. Then you play uh, at Florida. Uh, that's not what we wanted to do, Brian. Florida. They're 52 in the net, so that's quad one. Uh, Auburn at home. Auburn is seventh, so, I mean, yeah, no issues there. Ole Miss currently 60th. That's quad one. And then Alabama again. They're dropping. Uh, yeah, they're dropping, but they're not going to drop that far between now and, and and two weeks from now. And then Alabama is still fifth in the net, so obviously a quad one when you go to their to Coleman Coliseum uh, in a couple of weeks. So some real opp- and you don't have to get them all. You don't have to get them all, but you need to get a couple. No. Yeah, if well, you, I mean, you walk out what, of this, you, you beat Vanderbilt, you beat Florida, and you beat Ole Miss. That's probably you're you're you're, you're fine. You're absolutely fine. Well, what you got right now is. You're just not taking. I mean, you've had all these quad one opportunities, and you got a huge one against Tennessee. Don't get me wrong, but 
you've also are, you're kind of stacking losses too mm-hmm. in winnable games. Now Kentucky, I don't think any of us expected to beat Kentucky. It's just the Alabama game that's annoying, and the South Carolina game is annoying right now. Yeah, it, those are two games that were there for the taking, and you didn't do enough to win them. Now Tennessee has allowed you a little bit of room because you were able to get that one, and no one expected you to win that game. And that's going to be a top 10 win probably all year. That's going to be a huge win for your resume. Mm -hmm. But you've got to start building more of a resume here. And beyond that, you got to get wins. Yeah. I mean, you're you're one and three in the league right now. Yeah. And I I think they'll win on Saturday against Vanderbilt. But like you said, I mean, you just never know in this league. What I think is this. I think this team is better than last year's team. I really do think that. I think they have more weapons. Yes. But defensively, they're not as good, but I think they're overall, they're a better basketball team. And so that team started out one and seven and finished eight and 10. I don't think this team's starting out one and seven. I think they're going to get some wins in the coming weeks. They're they're going to finish around 500, maybe 10 and eight when it all shakes out. And that's comfortably in. You'll be, Mm -hmm. they'll be in the the high 20s, low 30s for net. They'll be in fine shape. But yeah, they, if they if they win ten, they're not sweating like last year. No, I think at nine they're not sweating. To be honest with you, so yeah, because their net's probably going to be better than be it was. in the thirties. You know, last year their net was in the fifties because they went through that tough stretch. They also lost some games they should not have lost last year. They lost uh, that had that loss to Georgia that was a really bad loss in conference play. Uh, the loss to Vanderbilt was not a great loss there at the end of the season. I think I've said it before. I think if they had won that game at Vandy, uh, that they had a chance to win. They they probably wouldn't have been in the play in game, but it is what it is. So Mississippi State Vanderbilt uh, two thirty tip on the SEC network. Some guy named Cross on the call. Don't 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 know how he's going to do. Sounds like an amateur to me. Uh, oh great! <laughs> I know right. He'll be here. He'll be here. Uh, he's here the next two weekends. He's got the Auburn game uh, as well. So uh, who will be who who will he, he be cheering against in that game? He's a pro. He'll be all right. He is. I like. Richard I was telling the call. Borky was saying. He said we're we're about to that one of our favorite times of the year where we get a bunch of texts and tweets that go. You know, I hate Richard, but he is really good on basketball. Yeah, you can't really <laughs> a, unless you just absolutely hate the guy and refuse to yeah. take off the maroon glasses. Yeah, you can't really diminish like the job he does. I think he does a really good job on basketball. Yeah, he's really, he's for great. sure, he's really good. Ah. Big game. I, 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 it's it's weird with these kind of games against teams, you know, that you you know you should beat, right? I mean, I haven't seen the line, but my guess is State's going to be like a 10 to 11 point favorite, right? And they probably should win by 15, 20 points. But it's terrifying to play this team. That's one thing that Vanderbilt has going for them is the pressure is on the other team every single night. Vandy plays every game with no pressure. They are, yeah. they are not under any kind of stress whatsoever. If they win, great. Nobody expected it. If they lose, well, then nothing nothing changed. So we'll see where that uh, takes us. All right, let's move into the rest of the show. That's brought to you by our friends over at the Mississippi Beef Council who want to remind you that beef, it is what's for dinner. Guys, you know, we're only a, you know, a few weeks away now from Valentine's Day. It's time to start making reservations at your favorite steakhouses and these nice restaurants to, to grab a Valentine's Day steak. All right, Valentine's Day is for the ladies, right? That that it's for them. There's not a whole lot in it for us guys, but we do get to go out and have a nice dinner at our favorite steakhouse more often than not, and enjoy a great meal. And you can do that any day, especially if you if you if you got a grill, fire it up, put yourself a ribeye on there, 
And you're just going to be happier at the end of that than you were before. I promise. So, beef, it's what's for dinner. Thanks to our friends at the Mississippi Beef Council. Two Brothers Smoked Meats in the heart of the Cotton District is the place to find the smoked southern soul food that you are after. This weekend, if you're going to be in Starkville, great time to have lunch at, uh, at Two Brothers. Enjoy it and then walk over to the hump or head over to the hump. That's a good good day waiting to happen. Don't forget, it's not just barbecue when you're at Two Brothers Smoked Meats. It's smoked southern soul food. It's right there in the heart of the Cotton District, and it's a Bulldog Initiative business, Two Brothers Smoked Meats. Great products and great service. Every business likes to promise it to you. They deliver it to you at Advantage Business Systems. They've been doing it now for 49 years, which is a long time to be doing anything. No Businesses that stay open for that long, you know one thing is for certain. They have taken care of their customers. They have made sure their customers are satisfied even after the sale. You, you just know that that's the case. So 49 years tells you that when you buy a copier or a printer from Advantage Business Systems, that if you do have a problem, you're going to be able to call them back and they're going to be able to fix it. And that's 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 a huge thing. You think about some of the service issues and nightmares that people have dealing with big box companies. This is something you don't have to worry about when you deal with Advantage Business Systems. 601-362-9192 or visit them online absms.com. Find out how Advantage Business Systems will help your business do business. You okay? What? You okay there? Yeah, I like I had like a I, I was checking something out. I was looking at something else and like my brain went two directions at once and I was like, "Hold on to it, Brian. Hold on to the rope." Ah, the Collegiate Collection at the Rogue. They've got the next polo or pullover you're going to be looking for. And it's just like this, guys. The Banner M, we're, we're, it's, it's, it's heading on down the road, all right? It's, take, it's taking a walk, and you don't want to be there for that anymore. You want to get some new gear with the M over S, the state script, the interlocking. They've got it at the road. Great-looking polos, great name brands, and, of course, the logos that you guys have been asking for. Don't live the three-stripe life. Shop at the road. Robbie, we, we need to give some more attention to our friends about 90 miles or so to the east of us. I, I literally, I, I was just thinking that. I was I was actually going to bring that up. Okay. I, um, I knew they weren't so, going to be able to handle it. I knew they were going to have some issues adjusting to this. But they have surpassed my expectations for lunacy. The it's first thing insane. I was the first thing I was going to mention was there is no one on planet Earth that has taken more glee from this than Matt Muscana. He he had a, he had yes. like an eleven minute video yesterday of him just laughing. It was, it was just him laughing and talking about everything. <laughs> like when Brandon Walter and I, when Cam Akers signed with Ole Miss, or signed with pretty Ford. much. Yeah. Okay. I, I mean, find this video. Everything that's popping up right now, he is quote tweeting. All right, I'm gonna have to and, like it. the the latest the latest was there's this uh, one of Washington's uh, offensive linemen is entering the the portal and he mm-hmm. and is going to take a visit to Alabama mm-hmm. and he quotes it says uh, the offensive line that got dump trucked by Michigan in the nat- natty <laughs> and then he he's 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 quoting all these uh, players in the portal with the uh, oh my god, the Evan Almighty or the Bruce Almighty GIF of um, Jim Carrey just being gleeful. That's uh, every that's all day every day for Matt. Oh man, he uh he is uh 
He's having fun. He, he took a shot at Mincy, too, so I'm a big fan of that. Don't, don't get me wrong. Good. I like that. Um, yeah, we have a now we have someone that is encouraging people not to give money to church. I was just going there. They should instead. We the are church in is gonna crisis. Be, church is going to be fine. Yeah. Okay. Oh God, this is so great. I'm so happy they're going through this. It's incredible. And look, I, I, I'll be the first one to say they've had a little more attrition than I thought they would. I mean. They're they're losing a lot of guys, but you know they're learning now that what we what we've said for years. I'm glad I was right, and of course I say that Alabama could go twelve and one next year and win the national title, but so I guess it'd be fourteen and one. But whatever, no, it'd be more than that. It'd be like sixteen and one. Yeah, times are changing. Regardless, they could do that. But we said for years that when Saban retires, they're gonna it's it's gonna be back to business as usual for Alabama, right? And it is. And I read a very interesting article. I would encourage you all to read it if you're an athletic subscriber by Ari Wasserman, who talked about how the the approach that Kalen DeBoer and his staff took at Washington, very much sort of the Mullen approach, right? Of we're going to try to evaluate, find those undermined, under uh, appreciated uh, assets, and go from there. And the question wasn't, you know, would that kind of approach be successful at Alabama? It was, would Alabama fans accept it? Because they want to win recruiting titles, too. They want to have that top-rated class. They want to sign five-star kids. So how do you go about doing that at Alabama? I don't know the answer to that, but I do know that you're, you, the Saban discount was a real thing. You, you, you know that now. You know that there were kids who took less NIL or no NIL to go and uh, play for Nick Saban. You, there was a thread yesterday on the Alabama on three site where they talked about only having maybe 2000 members to yay Alabama um, that they did something yesterday, kind of similar to when, when John Cohen walked out the door and took his shots at Mississippi state, that it's kind of the opposite. Whereas Greg Byrne got on there and was like, need your help. And they picked up like a thousand members yesterday. And if Alabama gets deep into NIL, if their fan base wants to contribute, they'll have a massive fund, but they don't have it right this second, evidently. And that, that to me is very interesting because they've they've they they're learning that it wasn't at the the magic of Tuscaloosa. This is sort of the same thing of being blown away by the the square, right? Like it wasn't the magic of Tuscaloosa that was drawing these recruits in. It was I want to play for Nick Saban. Now that Nick Saban is gone, they're just like everybody else in a way. Correct. I mean, Nick Saban could could have gone just about anywhere and had a lot of success. It, it wasn't just that he was at Alabama and it was just the the A that everybody was coming to. They were coming to play for Nick Saban and his coaching staff because mm-hmm. he was the greatest of all time. Well, now that piece is missing, and now you're back to just being Tuscaloosa and Alabama, mm-hmm. which is better than a lot of places in college football. It's better than most mm-hmm. just because of the history that they have. It sells itself in that two of the greatest coaches of all time have coached there, and they got the most – um, you know, championships ever. That's that's a that's a thing. But it's it's definitely going to um be a lot more difficult for them to find that same success. And their their fans are struggling with that. They're already kind of seeing, uh oh, we just lost the goat. Yeah. What are we gonna do? It is something. It is something to behold uh right now. I'm interested to see what they do in spring practice because it looks like I mean they may only have like 50 guys or so. They've lost so many guys. 
that like their spring practice is going to be it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough to get through it. Yeah, going to be like a like going to be like a three A school out there. I'm sure they'll go steal a lot of other people's players oh, they, at some. They're going to be fun to watch in the spring window. The tampering that's going on right now has got to be epic. Like they're probably talking to everybody. If I mean, but at the same time, if I'm Alabama right now, that's exactly what I'm doing. I'm I'm reaching out to every superstar player in the country and be like, look, this is still Alabama. We got money. We got playing time. Come play for us. I mean, I, I definitely would call Walter Nolan over at Ole Miss. I would definitely give him a call. Uh, and then, you know, every other superstar out there, I mean, they need to be hearing from Alabama at this point. So, Yeah, they're definitely going to start the tampering pretty soon. No but choice. They don't have any choice. They're – does their fan base have a bus driver that might tell them that they They're could spoiled. be a little spoiled? Somebody needs to step up and let them know. Oh, God. <laughs> You're spoiled is all you are. In that case, though, that he's correct, that bus driver would be correct. He would yes. be correct. So, all right. We'll be back on Sunday. We'll recap State versus Vanderbilt. We'll recap uh, uh, the women's game. We're not going to be able to get to that tonight, but uh, Jack, um, Rakia Jackson back in the hump uh, again. Mississippi State, Tennessee, big women's game. That got moved up to 4 o'clock on Friday, so that game will have already happened as you're, as you're listening to this. Um, and we'll talk a little bit more about the women. They are they If they win this game, they're, they're we can say they're on a little bit of a hot streak and uh, putting some things together in the SEC. Plus, we might have some recruiting news to talk about. We're getting closer to baseball. It's that time of year here on Thunder and Lightning. Guys, have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again very soon. For Robbie Falk, I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Mississippi Media Production.